of the Akpejo, a community of young people coming together to tell our stories about our relationship with Jesus Christ and grow together in Christ. We aim to have conversations that would help us grow and deepen our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once again, thank you for joining. I'm your host, Nifemi. Hey everyone. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Blurry Line Podcast. Um, yeah, we have two more episodes to go before the end of the year, and I'm super pumped about it. Um, I think it's going to be like our 18th episode. Uh, we're going to have 18 episodes this year, so it's really, really cool to be able to to see that. Um, today, I have someone who is back on the podcast. We The last episode we did was talking about faith and culture, and... Um, I'm really pumped to be able to have him on the podcast today. I'll let him introduce himself and also is having a show on the 23rd of December at Saboligo. So everyone go ahead and copy your tickets, but I'll let him introduce himself now before we go into the topic. So over to you. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, what's my name? My name is Toby. I think I think that's the early introduction. Hi, everyone. My name is Toby. Oh, I always, I, I always have to do this for Toby because Toby calls himself just Toby. Anyways, his name is Toby, also known as Toby Life Music. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so usually I'm looking for Toby Life Music. Yeah, and I've been to Toby's event. I think maybe like two or three, and I always have a great time there. So you guys should should try to make it. Um, it's always great time, great people, and this one is now going to be great food um there so so please try to come to the third of december Saboligos. just get your ticket from tix africa or you can check toby out on instagram at um toby Ulua, uh, yeah I'll, I'll put the link after this anyways so yeah welcome toby thank you for doing this um i wanted to talk about a topic that i know that we kind of started talking about it before well not fully before we started recording but I want to talk about something that I think like this is the perfect time to begin to have the conversation because the year is coming to an end. Everyone is slowly wrapping off everything they've been doing. Some people are proper, proper done with 2020. They just want to cross over. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, do you just think Corona is going to go across the new year? Or it's just going to just say, okay, I'm done. 2021, you can have your say. Well, a lot of people are done with the year and they have good reasons to be. It's been a beautiful year for so many of us and today we want to talk about something we call trying versus trusting and this year some people have had to learn how to trust in the hard way um and some people have tried as well in the hard way and i got this idea of this topic when i was having a recording with my friend and she said trying is you thinking you can solve the problem and you putting all your whole efforts into thinking you can solve it and we got into be able to into a debate of okay at what point do i know that i need to stop trying at what point do i does it feel like i am trying i'm not even trying at all or i'm just being lazy because there's a thin line in 
in you putting in your efforts and letting God do the rest and you knowing the, the amount of efforts you need to put in. So I think like this year, a lot of us has kind of struggled, mind myself included, navigating between trying and trusting. And today, I just want to have a conversation with um, Toby on what it means to him as a Christian, as a as a believer in trying to trust, and also as a human being. So our text is from First Peter 5, 6, which says, cast all your anxieties on him, throw your worries, doubts, and fears, uneasiness and nervousness on the Lord. Toss everything and it will take you up. You know, it will be the body and it will do the work and it will make a way. And for me, I, I like this particular text because it's not just talking about the any just some type of worry, some type of fears, or some types of problems, some type of anxiety. He says, cast all your fears on him. Everything, like think about it from the beginning to the end, whatever you can think about, cast everything on it. And I think like one of the issues I've had with trying in the past and trusting is I always put them into different buckets. So there's some things that I know I would not try. I would just have to trust God for. And there's some things that I think that they're within my power to try and do i can solve them myself like i can go and make breakfast i can i can choose what to wear the bible verse is saying that you should cast all your anxieties on him through your worries your doubts your fears your uneasiness your nervousness through everything unless him it will build the body and he will do the work and make it way so so i i start from there this is going to lead into the first question i wanted to ask and which is it's a two-in-one question and the first one is what do you understand in trying versus trusting and how do you navigate both i both both concepts i think um i think the first thing for me that the first thing i will say is that there will there will always be i won't say it's a battle but there will just always be that not necessarily back and forth because the idea is that we mature into a place where we're constantly trusting. Um, but there'll always be the temptation of, of wanting to do things with your efforts or with logic. The temptation will always present itself. Um, and I think the decision to choose to trust, even in the tiny things, is the desire or should be the desire is what God um, wants to see for all his children I'm really, um, because in a place of trust, you've now released all control and you've said, do you know what? I, this is, this is beyond me or I, I, I live, I leave the thinking to you, God. And, you know, and so I think, so for me, I'll say that's the, that's the ultimate, that's what I want to live life as. Um, but on a day to day, um, I would say, one, the reason why um, um, the reason why trying and trusting is still a bit of a gray area. I think the first thing is even the fact that there's very little conversation around it. And um, I remember saying to my friend the other day, just saying, I think it was along the lines of what you were saying that because sometimes you go to you you go or you're just in certain conversations and it almost seems like people are saying things like, oh yeah, you do something to this level and then. <laughs> when it seems too much or you now leave it for God. And my question had, my question always remains, is there, is there so much I can do that I don't need God for? And then is there now a place where I need God for? Like, what is the difference? How do I know the difference when I starting to feel stressed? So I think for starters, conversations haven't been had just about trying versus trusting. I think that's the first thing um, to say about trying versus trusting. But 
in 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 on learning and you know so for me my idea is that i'm on learning only means to try i um, I'm not interested in trying, but in unlearning, um, it's, it's it's a very interesting experience because you realize every day how much God is interested, even in the small things. Um, and I, there's this analogy that the Holy Spirit painted to me one time. He's like, "Why don't you choose to trust me all the time, even the tiny things?" So let's say if my dad was the president of Nigeria, and I was always texting him, I'll say, "Oh, Dad, um, I lost a shoelace today." Oh dad, I um I went to the gym today. Oh dad, I I pierced my ears today. The same text messages that he's seen about these trivial things are the same text messages I can send to him and say, Oh dad, um, I'm thinking about this new job. Oh dad, um I'm I may need to have surgery. They say I need to have surgery because the channel is open, the access is open, you know, the there's that flu, there's that, there's that constant communication and intimacy. Um, and so I think it actually starts from the little things and being able to identify that God can hear your little things. God hears your little things and God responds. I think that's, that in turn just allows for a smooth transition into um, everything else what is seemingly big and at any rate there's nothing big or small with god anyway because he is actually the master of the universe and he planned and orchestrated everything we can um i had an encounter a while ago that made me realize that as much as we have free will god is still in control um i think i don't know if i've shared this but i will again so i went i had gone out i had woken up in order to go to the supermarkets and and i was like oh they open at this time I went online and they said they didn't open at that time. It shocked me, but I said, you know what, let me just wait at home because I knew they I knew they, they opened earlier, but online it was saying they didn't. It was a bit confusing. I don't even know why I checked Google for the first day to find out what time spa opens. And eventually, you know, my cousin was driving us and he was wasting a bit of time. I was a bit upset. You know, eventually get to spa and this morning I was looking very, I was just looking unkept. I was just, I had my, I was looking really rough. Um, and my cousin was looking nice. Um, and this woman walked up to us, who I believe is Muslim. She walked up to us um, and she stopped me for money. And she asked me for money and she explained, just spoke to me about life. And what was interesting was the day before, I had just received money that I said, oh, if anyone needed money, I'll give this money to her. And so I gave the money to her, you know, exchange numbers, sort of. And she left. And the Holy Spirit then said to me, why do you think this woman walked up to you of all people who looks like <laughs> you even need the money? Um, you know, first of all, um, and he also then asked me, he said, why do you think you had to wait unknowingly for about an hour extra just to come here at this time? Because when we got there, I realized supermarket had been open all the while. And he said to me, the concept of control or the idea that we are in control of a lot of things is actually false um, because she didn't even know why she walked up to me. And the reason why I mentioned that she was Muslim is because, you know, someone can say, well, the Holy Spirit led her. You know, Muslims don't identify with the Holy Spirit. But she didn't even, she just walked up to me. So what controlled her? her what moved her? Um, obviously, this doesn't speak to every situation because every situation is different. But this situation in itself just showed me that Omar, we actually have very little control, if not none, actually. Um, and the idea of being a believer and the idea of surrendering is that you're actually giving whatever control you think you have um, to God. Um, and so as opposed to trying, we're meant to live our lives trusting. Even in the little things, what to eat? Oh God, what should I eat today? Invite him into those conversations um, is what I believe. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I went off, went off on a tangent, but yeah. No, that's all right. Um, I think that I think that that's like a very perfect way to start. And there are two things that well, there are two things I picked up from what you said. More than two things actually, but I wanted to touch on this one. You know, you mentioned at the at the beginning that a lot of people trying trying and trusting is at some point you 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 assume that you grow into trusting completely. So it depends on your maturity in Christ, and you also mentioned the concept of having you knowing already that you have the access so i started thinking about it to say do people think that like you know like if you are working in a multinational and as you keep growing in the company in the access you get to different buildings increases and so i started thinking that the people assume that that's the same way it works with god that as you keep growing with god your access to him increases and i always thought about that i think like maybe even unknowingly we as christian might have preached it that way in a way that we have maybe some way showed people that as they need to go more deeper in god to be able to get some access to him to be able to get some things that they require for him and so there's you like oh maybe for now let me keep trying when i read my bible 24 hours in a day i would i would not be able to trust completely but like there's i always tell people that if you realize that you don't either you don't do the saving or the making it's not by your power and i like how you went into the concept of control there's one thing that the spirit has spoken to me for a long time and he says that we don't have control what we like literally we don't what we have is an illusion of control we we and we take that illusion as as massive and we let it direct how how we live our lives there's so many situations that you just assume that, okay, how did this thing come into play? How did this thing happen? And, you know, like when you, when you even, uh, and this is almost like a, a big time for the conversation and it's something that's my spirit lately. When you want to make a decision and let's assume that the decision is not, it's not right. It's not what God has asked you to do. You know, that's the kind of something I want people to say is the devil. It's the devil that allowed me to do this. Then, God said to me that even when the devil is tempting you, I give you so many opportunities for you to be able to, to make the right decision. It's like before you actually make a decision, I give you so many opportunities, so many eye opener for you to be able to make the right decision until you're not actually making it. So he said, the devil can tempt you, yes, but the decision you made is not of the devil. It's your decision. And so because because before you made that decision, there's been several chances you've gotten to actually make this. And he said to me that you might think you have some control over certain things. He said, but I in, like the illusion of control you think you have, I influence them. I come into your space to influence the control you think you have. And it now goes back into trying versus trusting, and which is going to lead um, into my next question that you can say um, is, how do you balance human efforts versus the spirit? Because the condition we started having is, how do you know when to stop? How do you know when to continue? How do you balance human efforts versus the spirit? Um, I wanted to say, I'm going to answer the question, but you said something that I just wanted to talk about in terms of people feel like, oh, well, that's how Christianity has been preached in terms of... Um, um, is it maturing in a? You said something about maturing in a company and just growing, 
Um, and I think I, I've come to understand that spiritual maturity um, yeah. all boils down to love, really. Um, you can read your Bible, you can speak in tongues, you can lay hands on 100 million sick people. Um, but if in one moment, or if in many moments, you're not able to, just the simple act of loving as Christ would to someone who offends you, or just extending grace, then, you know, there's a problem there because everything you've done is just for sure. Um, because all of our actions, all of the deeds, everything that we carry, everything that we carry out will still have to be tested. And, and I find that that test is always love. Um, you just always love how, how, how much are you, how much of self are you willing to let go? And that's what Christianity is about. Um, so you can lay hands on the sick, you can do X, Y, Z. But in this moment, someone does something that is actually wrong to you. How much of yourself are you willing to let go and just be like, for the sake of Christ, yeah, like, you know, who who even am I in this flesh to to hold on to any upsets, you know? I remember God saying to me sometime during the answers and protest, something had happened to me and I was upset. And I said, but this is not fair. And God said, and so what if it's not fair? Not in a, oh, I, you know, I hate you, but it's like, it's not meant to be fair. Christ's persecution was not fair. So I think that's the one thing. I think another thing about trusting God or growing in trust with God is not even about reaching a peak, but what happens is that it's the one that you speak to every day that you become more familiar with now. So it's not that you are any better or that you are any more spiritual than anyone else. You're just more familiar. You just know his, his ways. You just understand it because you're used to it. You, you, you just know the language. Um, so I'll say that. But now to, to answer the question, um, oh my gosh, what siren sound is that? Um, to answer the question about how do you know when to stop? Stop using effort. I think, okay, so there's two things. Coming into Christ, I came to understand that I had to do well. I didn't do it intentionally. It didn't happen by my effort. But there was a major overhaul of a lot of things. In fact, if everything in my life, every Cali, we had to start from scratch. A lot of things, things that I'd been involved in or things that I was about to start, just ideas. And there will always be that pause. There will always be that wait. Um, simply because for so many years, I would have lived how society, how my logic had influenced me, but now the Holy Spirit had, was taking over. And so it was a shift in gears and familiarizing myself with that was interesting. So I think the first thing is knowing that the first point of contact actually is the Holy Spirit. And before a new believer, um, you're still getting used to, you know, that relationship and so sometimes you can still see that divide between yourself between like what you used to know and what god is teaching you um, and so there's that and when i find that the way to but the but what god really desires for us is to to be a one heart one mind and one spirit with him where it's just a nice flow um obviously you ask questions along the way you're like okay holy spirit you know but you're just in a place where because of familiarity and because of constant communication with him, you trust the spirit of God within you and know that that is him leading you. But, um, you know, obviously sometimes, as I said initially, self, the temptation of self will still try to step in, you know, and stuff like that. But the spirit of God within you will highlight that to you. And you might say, nope, that wasn't me. You know, we know how we do this thing. 
this one wasn't me that one was just your logic remember you know that kind of thing it will highlight it to you but the road to that is very interesting and and i think it starts with asking questions and following the, the breadcrumbs um and so what i do for example is if there's an idea or there's something that comes to my mind i write it down and i put a question mark um, and then I see the other thoughts that bubble up as a result of what I've written down. And then I write it down and I start asking questions. Okay, what can I do um, to attend to this thing? So if it has to do with career, for example, I think one thing that people need to identify personally for themselves is who they are as people. So I know that a major thing for me is music. And that's what God has said ultimately. So in any other idea that I get, the questions will be surrounded. Okay, how does this influence or not influence music? How does this take away or not take away from music? And what will be the opportunity cost of this of this business idea or this MBA or this um, relationship or this party or just whatever of this meal that I have? You know, because everything is centered around that major thing that God has said is about my life. You know, music. Um, and how music will affect people's hearts and how music will change people's hearts. So I know that is a major theme in my life. So in all of my decisions, for example, and in all of the little breadcrumbs that I, breadcrumb um, thoughts that I have, I put all of them through a filter of asking questions in that line. Um, so, and eventually I now realize, okay, God, obviously, God is not God. God's wisdom is not set in stone. It's not every time you say "Don't do this," or you know, you can't. No two situations are the same. But at the same time, you begin to identify with the voice of God in a certain way, where you just know instantaneously that, mm, yeah, this one I don't. I shouldn't make any move. This person I shouldn't call the. Okay, someone says oh, there's a business opportunity. Yeah, I know that. Based on a lot of foundational questions that you've asked. God before just about your music or from for me for example my music where it's meant to go what it's meant to do I just know that not necessarily this thing might not really click so I won't even make an effort so that's how the Holy Spirit and effort now time and because the Holy Spirit has inspired you and has you think in a certain way so much so that you now know when to try obviously there are certain times where there are anomalies where God is like Mm-mm. This might not really be in line, as you understand, but I'm also showing you that I'm, I'm multifaceted. So I want you to make an effort here. Yeah, there's that. But again, because you familiarize yourself with the Holy Spirit, you will never miss out on those situations. So no, don't worry about that. Because I know people might be thinking, but this, what of the one-off situations? Yeah, never mind about that. But for the most part, obviously, God is not going to confuse you. There's a theme. There's a, there's a rhythm. There's a dance. And so for those ones, because the Holy Spirit has laid the foundation in about who you are, so a lot of this actually boils back to who we are as people because history has made a lot of foundation about who we are as people, um, you know, in, in the efforts that we now have to carry out physically. Um, before you already have an inclination. So let's say, I mean, obviously this is not set in stone, but if, if I'm invited, if I have singing opportunities at a, at a church, or at a bar, for example, if, if they both fall on the same day. Because I know certain things that God has said to me, my efforts will most likely go to the bar as opposed to the church because God has said to me certain things about the kind of people I'm meant to reach out to. Um, and so 
I'll probably okay go online, look at the bar. Okay, okay, maybe I'll call the manager and say, Is there a specific reason why you want me here? Um, XYZ. Obviously, it could be that God wants me at the church as well, but because of the Holy Spirit, He will say, No, 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 okay, this is not one of those ones. Just go to the church. There's a particular reason I want you to go there, but just on a broader um, spectrum, I would just already be like, Okay. How do I weigh this one out? Okay, God, you know, I'll start asking those questions, start doing the research. But again, this is because I have a lot of foundational understanding of who I am as a person. So this applies to job applications. It applies to even the kind of conversations I have, even the kind of conflict resolutions I try to, I try to get into. There are certain things, there are certain friends that would have done something I didn't like. And I just know mm, because of the kind of person I am and because I know that God will want there to be room for me and this person to grow and the person to be able to share future things with me lately in, 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 in future things with me eventually, I just keep quiet. No matter how I'm feeling that moment, I keep quiet because I need to make room for that. So that's the effort of me actually keeping quiet. And, um, you know, but there's some that I know, okay, because we need to talk more about other things, I need to make the effort of having a particular conversation. So I have that particular conversation. So, yeah, I think it's just that flow um yeah i think that's the flow but a great place to start in terms of identifying who we are is just the questions so for example i know certain things about myself i'm someone who feels a lot i'm someone who sings i'm someone who understands people a lot um it's so much it's, it's really like empathy i'm able to empathize a lot. so i write all these things down and when you start identifying yourself and building yourself in this way because none of the way the function is by chance so asking god why do i function this way why am I someone people that can share? Why am I someone that people can share with? If you know you're someone that people can share with and there's a there's an opportunity to um do an MBA or study something like psychology or counseling or something, um, you know, most of your efforts should sort of be geared towards the counseling because you are a feeler, you're someone who understands emotions. I'm not saying don't do the MBA, but I'm saying that is the way in which the Holy Spirit and efforts work hand in hand because God has defined certain things for you at your core. So in making decisions, some things are just glaring. Nobody has to come and tell you, oh my God, yeah, that kind of thing. But at the same time, if the Holy Spirit wants you to do the MBA as well, because he wants you to have business knowledge before you do the counseling, he will tell you, reason being, you're familiar with him. So yeah, that's the end of my, my ramble. Yeah, that's so, that's so, I don't know, the words I had on my mouth. But like, this just takes me back to when we're talking about us having the illusion of control. Because in my mind, some things happened to me a few days back. And um, in my mind, I thought I was the one that controlled me requesting you to come to this podcast to talk about distance. In my head, I thought I was the one that had, and I'll bring this story to make sense to you. I thought I was the one that had the idea to um, to put out this topic. It's like, in my head, I had control of all of these things. Uh, so, so some days ago, I had to make a decision that I knew that was against everything I wanted to do. I was thinking about it a lot. And one morning, I was it was in my spirit, and God was saying, you know you don't want to, but I know you will make the decision. Like, And I'm like, ah, okay. But I didn't make the decision, so I decided to go the way of God. And the song that, because I listened to music on my way driving back, and the song that was playing was, when you let everyone into the room, everything changes. Everything changes. And I was asking myself that before, this decision would not have cost me any, if my heart would be very at ease. 
it's like I wouldn't even worry about that. I wouldn't even assume maybe I'm trying. I need to trust God. But now, why is this thing feeling like? And they were like, because you have decided that you want to let everyone into the room. Everything has changed for you. You can't, you can't make some decisions because now you have a spirit within you that is active and you listen to it. You, you have not chased it out completely with your decisions. You want to hear it speak to you. So when you're about to do something against that spirit, the spirit fights back, fights back. Your body fights, your physical body fights back, but the spirit fights back. And it just goes to everything you've just been saying about the key, the first stage is, is allowing the spirit in you. And, and I think like we, we kind of don't take serious who we are because I feel like most of the decisions I make now is based on who I am. I know we're just talking about money now and I was saying to you that my business structure is not built on money. And in planning for my life, I, I started to put like who I am, like what is Nifemi, what do I value, what is my measure of success? And I realized that the only thing that was consistent in all of these things is I want to be able to sow seeds. I want to be able to invest in people's life. I want to be able to be there for people. I want people to know that I am there for them. And I've seen, I've seen myself make decisions based on that. In my last place of work, I decided to work there because the person that came to meet me was a very good friend and I wanted to ease the person's burden. And they were like, this pay is not good. I'm like, I, I didn't go there for the pay. I didn't go there because they were going to pay me a millionaire or, or what. And I think like once you're able to get that foundation sorted, the Holy Spirit is now able to help you know when you need to just trust him. Because what I've also learned is when you are doing the things, when you are doing the things that the Holy Spirit has guided you based on who you are, even if it is hard work, it is not trying. It's not, you are not trying. Yep, because yep, yep. It's not like when, I, when I'm doing this podcast recording, for example, when I'm talking to people about God, when I'm coaching people, when I'm helping people design stuff that I know is going to help what they are doing, I'm not trying like it's work i'm stressed out but i'm not trying when i'm doing something else i think that that's where the holy spirit now begins to come here and say okay this is different from what we are used to so for example i want to go into maybe i want to go into music i want to say okay okay this can help it can lead into what you, are, what you want to do but this is different from what you're used to so there are some things that i will take away from you and i will undo completely things like I need people to listen to my podcast. Like anytime I'm trying to get people to listen to Holy Spirit, say, why are you trying? Like that's that's not your fault. That's not your problem. <laughs> it's not, it's not in your like it's not your JD for the things I've laid on your hands. It's not in your JD. That's my JD. It's my only job description to help you find your audience. So when you are trying to find your niche yourself, you are promoting ads, yeah, it's a good thing, but, but you're now beginning to stress out about it, you're having anxiety. What we're telling me that that's not your JD. He said, because if it's your JD, I have given you everything you need to walk in your JD. You're not going to feel stressed at all. I'm not going to feel like I see. And I like the way my friend defined trying. He said, trying is thinking you can solve the problem. He said, if, he said it, it, it will not become trying if you can do it easily. 
<laughs> I am trying it, to do it, this stuff. It means you cannot do it easily. Oh, it's it. a try. It's a, it would not be called trying if you think you can do it easily. And I like what so, you said about. Sorry to just interrupt. I like no, it's what you fine, said. It's fine. I like what you said about JD. I think a lot of people we just need to identify JDs in this life, honestly. Because even with my music, there's just certain things that obviously. Um, so I have a lot of history in terms of like event organizing or just music business. So with my music, like I tend to just pour all of that out. Like I'm at sometimes a one man team, but this year in particular, God has said, please just stick to your craft, just your writing and whatever and your performing. And in identifying this JD, honestly, for me, my life is just so much better. Like let's other people do the one they are meant to do. And you just do the one you are meant to do. And what you said is so true about some, some things are hard work, but because they are Holy Spirit inspired. You're doing, I mean, you identify that as hard work. It's not as if you, you identify, but you, you, you excel there. But there are little things. I, I know for sure that there were two places that God didn't want me to go to sometime this year. Birthday parties, not like I was even working, birthday parties. But you know when even going for a birthday party felt, I felt when I got there, it felt like I'd been working just being there and I don't do I haven't done anything. I just was like, yeah. And it wasn't even as if it was a wild thing or whatever. You know, I was just like that's when I knew that um when something is not for you, it's just not for you. Um and you know I was trying to have fun. I was trying to be there, be in the moment. So I was just like, yeah, nah. Sometimes God just wants you to even be sleeping. So just identifying your JD and knowing what to do. So you don't, first of all, waste your time. I, and God was saying to me a while ago that some of the tears that we cry, sometimes they're really unnecessary. Reason being that we've carried a lot of, we've carried a lot of responsibility that is not ours on our shoulders. So you're crying. For example, imagine you not being able to sleep because, okay, you're looking at your, your listeners and everything. And God is like, but this is none of your business. So just sleep. There's no, there's no spirit. It's not a spiritual attack. It's you that is just, you know, for example, just focusing on the wrong thing and so you can't sleep. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Like, which is why, like, sometimes I just tell people that there's no other better feeling than just knowing God because it's just very, it's like, and I'm, I'm saying this not from a place of, oh, Nifemi has figured it all out. Like, some days I even... I go and I leave the Holy Spirit JD. I go and meet Jesus and collect his own JD. I know they are all in one, but I'm assuming that I'm just putting it into context like maybe they are different entities and they have different powers and different. Like, but like, I, as like I said, like, this one I wanted to make, I was, I couldn't sleep. I kept waking up in the middle of the night to say, oh, should I do this thing? And God, it's like, I feel like if God was in my front or Holy Spirit was in my front and we could see each other face to face, it would proper slap me and say, why are you like, this is this should, this should not give you a headache. Needless tears, needless worries. God does not leave you hanging. I woke up to a of assurance that I am going to be here for you regardless. Oh, what's the song again? Um, give me a second. Yeah. How how do you wake up to and you are singing my lifetime? I will give God my lifetime. Like in the moment I woke up this morning to, before I went to play tennis, that's the only thing that was in my head to sing. My lifetime, I would give God, yeah, if I give God. And it was assurance for God telling me that all I just need is for you to just hand over it to me. And he said, the other part of the song will come to you. He will take care of me. Like, you know, the, when, I, when I listen, when I wake up to some songs and I know that it's not like, I can listen to maybe, um, 
Maverick Music, City Music all night, or maybe a song, or maybe Nathaniel Bassi. And if I wake up to singing them, it just feels like I see it's just in my subconscious. But I've not thought about this song this year. It has never been in my subconscious. I've not heard this song this year. And after I made that decision, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to do the right thing. As I was sleeping this morning, the first song that came to my head was, I know, I woke up to the song, like I was singing as I was waking up, my lifetime, I would give, and my spirit said, that's all I ask from you. And the other part of this song, he will take care of me. He will never, never let me down. And you know, like if we're talking about JDs now, if you look at that part of the song, it has defined our JDs for us. It says the part I've asked you to do is to give me your lifetime. And that's the very easy thing to do. It's like, just give it to me. Then the other part, I will take care of you. Like, I would not do it. And for me, like when I when I have the condition on trying and trusting, and when we talk about control now, it just makes me clear to me that the things that happen to us are divinely inspired because all of these things that happened in the space of four days, three days rather, from Monday to today, none of them in my head, I didn't have, I didn't plan to say these things. I didn't plan to, in, like, I have not texted yesterday and said, I got a beg, I need the favor. I need this please come on the podcast. And you came. And you are right. We don't have control. You know, like all throughout last week, I've been looking for someone to come on the podcast. And maybe God just delayed this for what he needed to happen in my life to happen so that he can pass a message to someone that needs it. And it's so very, it's very interesting the content. I think I'm not going to keep rambling, but but yeah, I think like it's just so very key. So I wanted to go into the next set of questions and I'm just going to ask two together because no matter how much we say trying and trusting, there are so many things that we talk about. The first thing is fear, faith, then, then work. And this is how I'm going to try to wrap this off. So how do you, like I'm afraid, for example, sometimes, like yeah. the devil is a, is a, is is literally a spirit of fear. You can be sleeping and they will just say, ah, Bonifemi, what is that your phone fall down and breaks? No, you cannot buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you just think about how you haven't saved. Like you I just think about so much, you know, like at my age, I don't even have enough savings to buy a phone. Wow. Then you now wake up the next morning and start applying for jobs. Like I any- Do you <laughs> get <laughs> You now don't get the job. You don't say, but God, what happened? God is like, huh? That was a fear. Like, like, oh, God. Yeah. And you just begin to spiral. So my question is, how? Like, I know that I'm not even, I know that we're both even still navigating these things together. But like, is there a way, like, you've been inspired by the Holy Spirit to be able to navigate fear that you don't actually now move into trying? Because like, you just gave the example. You're, you, you start from saying, and if I mean, this your phone can fall down and it's a break, you don't have money. Okay, you do not, you've not saved, you've not made enough. Well, you just start trying to apply for jobs. So, how do you navigate that fear versus just fate? So, that's the question. Um, I know one thing for me, one thing that I would say for me in terms of just emotions that try to weigh us down fear, anger, hurt, disappointment. I know one thing that God has done is the community of people that he's placed around us. So if you look at the early apostles, and I always say this everywhere I go, to the early church, when Peter and John, I think, were persecuted, and although they stood up for the name of Jesus Christ, 
um, <clears throat> could tell that there was a bit of uncertainty or apprehension. They were, I would say, would I say they were scared? Desha ran back to the other believers and said, ah, this is what happened. How do we deal with it? Let's talk about it. Let's talk to God together about it. So there's just something about living in harmony in a community of people that protect you and seek what's good for you. And so I always seek counsel. There's people in my, I mean, there's people in my life who I speak to every day. So obviously that's, that, that is almost like we're forever counseling each other. But there's also certain people that I also go to as well. Um, I know one of my friends um, would always say, um, because he's not emotionally invested in what is going on with me, you know, or with the fear or whatever, he's able to speak what is true to me. He's able to, you know, remind me of what is true. And, and in that same way, when he too has times where emotions attempt to weigh him down, I am able to speak what is true to him. You know, I have a friend, you know, so that's that friend. But one of my friends I speak to every day, for example, he's, he's very quick to be like, yeah, nah, that, <laughs> just, yeah, nah, just let you know that, yeah, nah, this one don't even waste your time, like, you know, attending to that emotion because it's just a waste of time. So for me, honestly, counsel, having counsel is so key. <clears throat> it's so, so key. It's just like you're about to step out of line. They're like, nope, come on, put your leg back in. That one is not your business, you know, that kind of thing. So wise counsel and um, counsel that loves you counsel that protects you and um, sees beyond <clears throat> what you can see is very important to put you in line. Because if you have a friend or if you're just in a space where ah, you, you are aspiring out of control, you're applying for jobs, then they're like, ah, one more, ah, Toby's applying. Oh my God, let me apply. Da, 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 da. Everybody is running helter skelter and we're all just killing ourselves, you know? For example, um, you, need, you need people, we need people whose feet are firm on the ground you know, and the same way, our own f- that experience will firm up our own feet on the ground. So in the day where today are running, we stand. We're like, nope, what you're saying does not, it doesn't add up. Uh-uh. You remind them of something they've told you about. You remind them of now, you remind them of, remind them of how far they've come from, remind them of where they are going, remind them of the plan. I say, but this is not even in line. You know, because sometimes fear will make you forget that you've had a plan or God has told you something. You remind them, and it's just like pouring cold water on you. You're just like, ah, okay, okay. I remember I was stressing about an interview. I'd done two stages of the interview, you know, and the job was going to be a lot of work. I want to have given me time for what I'm doing now. And and I was like, ah, why am I not getting a job? And my friend was just like, but have you forgotten that you are meant to be doing something else? Have you? And I just broke things that reminded me of even things that I told him and took me back. And it was almost as if for a second, I was like, how did I forget my entire life? And I was chasing a job that wouldn't have given me the opportunity to actually live my entire life. So wise counsel, you can't buy it anywhere. You really can't buy it anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I de- nah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. man. Like, it's like you, Nifemi, coming to tell me that, oh, Toby, and you entered for, um, so you think you can dance. And, then you're, <laughs> and you're that upset. I'll be like, I beg, I beg. <laughs> that one is not part of you. That's just the yeah. part. You know? Yeah. I'll be able to tell you. So yeah. people don't even have to be your best friends or people that. Are- I get you. I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know, I know. One of this conversation, we started from saying knowing who you are, and the, the thing about that is, like, you can see how we just unknowingly, unconsciously, but spiritually led, been able to move to the point because 
once you know who you are and you allow the spirit to walk to you with um, some level of obedience and you know your JD as a person, what you do is that you begin to manifest who you are to people yeah. unknowingly as well. And people begin to see who you are. So if I come to you and say, I want to dance, you know that I have not manifested that thing to you. So it makes no sense in your in my whole agenda of life to say, I want to go and apply for it. So and then I'm, if I I'm, see you, sorry, but then if yeah. I see you working on a project that has to do with maybe community outreach, and then you are not doing it properly, I'm like, Nifem, you better do this thing properly because I know that this is part of what you are, this yeah. is in line with your life. So yeah. we're able to correct each other that way. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I, I think like, I think like that's key. And because I always, what I try to do with people, like I always try not to always talk about the thing that I'm not working because what I've learned is that we it's so easy to just quickly go in to say, um, or if this thing happens, if this thing happens, and you guys just forget to drag yourself into reality of this is what it should be like, this is what it should be like. And I think like that wild wise counsel, wise counsel, right? It's, it's very important. Like as a Christian, as a human being, it's very important to have people that can drag you back. I'm like I'll say to you that before we start recording, I went to show my mentor my plans for 20. 21 and in it i put a major section about doing something that he knows that deep down this is not what i like i can't do it but he knows that this is not what i and he said to me that if i'm going to try next year and focus on you just being a coach and doing community outreach just solely focus on that he said let's see what that will become because these things come easy for you you always want to do them. You are joyful to do them. He said, the other ones, you can do them, but they can be replaced by anything. He said, but this thing, they cannot, nothing can replace them. And that's how we help me know what I'm supposed to do. You know, like you can be good at so many things. Like you said, you, you quickly went into events, but he said, I'm good at marketing. And marketing we're talking about, like your marketing that you are great at can be replaced by anything. It can be replaced by coding it can be replaced by so except but your spirit and your will to help people through coaching through community outreach nothing can replace it he says so you shouldn't put the things that can be replaced over the things that cannot be replaced and that wise counsel helped me go back to see and to say that's that actually makes sense it makes absolutely sense another thing i've learned in 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 doing faith versus fear is journaling I write all my testimonies and no matter how small that testimony is, like maybe this podcast now I can say, Oh, and I'm going to do it because it's like, thank you for all the experiences that led to this conversation. Because the problem is what journaling of your testimonies does. Like if we want to know of testimony, it means if I did it before, you can do it again. It's like, but if you did it before, and you don't remember I did it before, you would assume you cannot do yeah, it again. No. You assume you won't do it again. But if you did it before, and you remember that you did it before, even worse than what you have now, then when you are, like anytime I'm spiraling in fear, it's like sometimes someone gives me a job to do, and then um, I'm like, oh, I enjoyed the job so much, I wanted to continue for a long time. I'm not beginning to worry and fear that oh, it might go without any just reason to be afraid of it. Like, I see, you know the way the devil works, very tricky in one bit. But uh, I'll just go back to that scenario, right? And I'll look at it. I'm like, you didn't even, like, how you got the job was not by your power. So I'm like, okay, why should I be worried now? Okay, we move. And 
it just keeps you it keeps you grounded it keeps it helps you remember it's like it helps you remember we are very forgetful as human beings and which is why we always keep trying we always keep trying we forget to trust because we think like oh man i can do this thing now yeah it happened before we we get engrossed in the thing that has happened now we just feel like yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah i did this but always try to remember whether with counsels whether with whether with friendship whether with um mentorship or with even you just writing writing the things down just try to remember that if you did it before you can do it again like it's the same god like and it's very it's like god always reveals to me himself in the very funny ways one day will just say to me that i i'm the same person that is talking to you like i haven't the same person i, I have so many things to you i'm your dad i'm your son i'm your friend i'm your brother i'm your god like i'm I'm the same person to you. So don't don't put me in a box. Just let me do the thing I want to do. And so for me, like that's how I've been able to navigate fear versus trusting. And I know that I'm not, and I'm not saying this because some days I don't have moments where I assume, but like I always try to tell myself and bring myself back to the reality that it's the same God if he, he had done it before. We'll do it again. Like there's nothing that's just too much. It's, it's like what God cannot do does not exist. Like it, it's it's just that. And once you can always bring yourself back to that, you realize that you are you're not even beginning to put fear, I mean faith over fear. So you are going into something into unfamiliar spaces and you're not afraid because you're telling yourself that I'm a, the person, the person that I'm going in this with me has track record. He has it's like it's unbelievable track record and the problem is like i always think people i always tell people that we always define what the miracle would be and i think like that's why we have some issues we always define what the miracles would be and i mean it like you are going into a new space that you have not gone before in your head when you are praying to god deep down your answered prayer is that that job or that activity would be fruitful in terms of maybe financial or anything, but maybe God was using that activity to teach you how to bounce back from a fall. And to God, that's a miracle. It's like it's giving you something. So don't always assume that what you have in mind, like just let it go. Whatever it is, just say, okay, I'm going into this and I have no clue what it is, but I trust you. And whatever it is, it's like I still trust whatever comes out of this thing. I still trust you and i think it's like and i think it's like that's what it is to add and keep trusting and not trying i have one more question and it's about just wrapping off the conversation which is i know we've heard a lot from the beginning to now and people might, might be listening might be wondering okay what are the ways i can just keep doing this thing i can i can begin or i can continue and in just maybe a few minutes like just help people in your own way on how they can make this a lifestyle oh wow <laughs> um mm, lifestyle i'll say one thing and i think it's really what you said about journaling and i'll say write everything down draw draw <clears throat> write everything if my journal has so it has names and I, 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 some pages of my journal just have 
different names with question marks all over. So write everything down. Just document. Document the experience. Document, okay, you know, I even cried today. Document, this thing is frustrating me. Why is this thing frustrating me? Does this thing matter? Why does it matter? Why, you know, why, why is this, <clears throat> why is this on my heart? Document, write everything. I think journaling is such a being able to write down what's on your heart and your mind and look at it and analyze and see. This one is actually not, this one is this one. That's how you're able to separate um, um, what is good, what is bad, what is for this moment. Um, write, you know, your growth, where you were, where you were before, <clears throat> write where you should, where you will be. So you're able to journal your growth and know, okay, this thing I'm worrying about, it's not as if it's to be discarded, but maybe it's just not for now. So in two years' time, it will be valid to think about. So write everything down. I think journaling is really good. Um, that's one. That's one. That's a lifestyle um, that, for me, I, 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 I know has really helped. Yeah, journaling. I think for me, I'm just going to end it in this way. And it's if you are going to put your life in circles and you're going to partition them to say, oh, God is still working with me, how many percent are you going to put up? But like, if you say, oh, 50% of me, God is still working with me, the other 15% is a masterpiece. It means that God is, God is, is showing you off. God is, God is taking the things he has done for you. God is... Is, is blowing your arms up and down, even in places that you are, you are yet to see. And um, just just have that in your mind that um, I'm God's masterpiece. It's like, I read this Bible verse and I'm going to use it to end and it says, you are my sons and daughter. Today is your birthday. Ask me for anything and I will give you more than what you've asked for. I can't remember the verse again, but like, that's how, that's how it is. That's how he wants us to trust him. That part of the red started by saying, Lose your fear, everything, cast them all up to me. He said, Toss it all. Let me be the burden. And I will take care of you. I think for me, that's the that's the perfect way to end. So I want to say thank you so much, Toby, for coming thank um, to the podcast. Thank you so much for this episode. I think it was it was really, really, really great. I, I enjoyed the chat so much. Thank you for having me in for me. Shout out to you. The, the, the Glory Lines Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast episode. We hope this has blessed you. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast players and share with as many people as possible. Thank you. God bless.